The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Morning, everybody. My name's Tom Sone, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. Now, today, I've got a really important question I'm going to try and answer for you, and it is, Landlords, is your letting agent stealing money from you? Are they ripping you off? Are they taking your profits from you? Well, here are three things that you should look out for. And I'm also going to give you an extra piece of inside information which you should know. And you might be well surprised about this because some of you will have had a bad experience with your letting agents. Some of you will have had a good experience, of course, but some of you landlords are going to be quite suspicious of your letting agents and what they're actually doing with your money. And you know what? Maybe some of you will be even more suspicious after this video and some of you are going to trust your agents a little bit more. So a lot of that depends on, you know, whether you're uh, just a straight out normal landlord or whether you're an investor landlord, meaning some landlords don't treat their properties as an investment or as a proper investment whilst investor landlords do. And of course, you know, anonymous landlords, they're a totally different breed. But overall, um, yeah, there's a way to look at your property as an investment. And there's, there's a way to not. So uh, I'll share all these three points. And all these points, by the way, should be accurate for about 99% of letting agents in the country. Um, and like I said, I'll also give you a fourth point at the end of this, which is about agents that mark up contractor invoices and exactly what they might be doing wrong and exactly what you could look out for. And you might be surprised by this, by the way, because I'm going to give you the inside scoop, um, you know, information you might not know unless you're an actual letting agent. But I'd also be interested to know what you think about all this. Put some comments in uh, just below here as, as we go through or send me any messages with questions you might have. Um, and if you like this video, by the way, give me a like, put, hit subscribe or hit the notification button, which will tell you when I do other videos and so on. Um, either way, let's get on with this, because my perspective of this is I am a landlord myself and I own several letting agencies and I've worked for corporate letting agents and local letting agents, too. So I'm really giving you an inside perspective or point of view um, with some real industry secrets that you might not know about. So this is what I'm going to cover. How can a letting agent rip you off? I think that's important to know how they can rip you off as well as whether they are or not. So they can overcharge you. That's the first thing with hidden fees, additional costs that you might not know about. So I'll talk through a couple of those. They might also be costing you money or charging you additional money in contractor jobs to help out their contractor mates. 
Now, that's a I'm getting this, by the way, from landlords that I've spoken to um, and asked them what their general fears and concerns are about their letting agents. So, you know, helping out contractor mates is another one. Making up maintenance and repair jobs to make a bit of extra money. That's another very common one that landlords maybe feel is going on. So hopefully I'm going to tidy that up, give you things to look out for and watch out for so that you'll know if your letting agent is trying to rip you off. And contractor markups are a funny one because what it basically means is you, the letting agent adds some money to the invoice, which yes, it costs you a bit more money, but I'll give you a bit of insight into how that works and how it should work in my opinion. And by the way, if any letting agents watch this, I'd be really interested to know your points on this as well. So let's start off with overcharging or overcharging is probably an unfair way to describe it. It's more charging you for things that you didn't know about. And a key point to remember here is that your management fee does not include everything, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. It includes some things and you need to check your contract for the things that it does include. Of course you do. But for an example, your management fee that you pay out of your rent each month may well include an inspection, um, in the use, the tenant's use of the emergency services that the, the letting agent has set up, the contractor network that the agent has set up, their entire management infrastructure. There's so much more to managing a property than just getting the rent, paying the rent. That's kind of the smallest part nowadays. Yeah, the rent collection itself is uh, something that may well be included. Management of the rent as well. Administration, doing all these statements and all that sort of stuff. And basically, you're paying a management fee to have everything in place to support you and your tenant and your property in everything that's required of you as a landlord. But also the agent carries out and spends loads of money on training for compliance and legislation and all those things as well. So that's kind of what you're paying for. They may well be additional things that are included in your management fee, not included in your management fee. But overall, remember this, your management fee does not include everything, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. And so it shouldn't either. From a business perspective, if you're a business owner, you'll know exactly what I mean, where you have a customer paying you each month for something, and then they expect 10 times more than actually what they're paying for. Now, as a business, you have to make profit, right? Same as a landlord. You're, believe it or not, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, you are a business. Ugh. Even if you own the property in a limited company or not, you are a business. You have a product that has expenditure and you need to make profit. Simple as that. So there may, be, there may well be some additional fees that your letting agent will charge you for. So for an example, they may well charge you for additional inspections. And that's important to remember. Check the contract just to make sure you know what you're paying. Nine times out of 10, the agent will give you the option to opt out of any additional inspections. They'll charge you for an inventory. They'll probably charge you for court appearances or section notices. They'll probably, as I mentioned earlier on, I talked about contractor management fees or markups that they're adding to the contractor invoices. And by the way, at the end of this, I'll explain what contractor management fee is compared to contractor markups. They may well charge you for renewals and things like that. And like I say, try to remember it as the management fee is the fee that you pay to have a company act as your managing agent. Just like you pay your lawyer or your accountant, you'll pay them a set fee, for an example. But if you ask them to do additional work, then you'll pay more 
which is outside of their initial fee. So remember that your management fee doesn't cost, doesn't cover everything involved. Um, so it, maybe it should be called a, a subscription or a membership fee rather than a management fee, because that's what it really is. What you're doing is you're paying for the agent to be your managing agent. And you're paying for, I suppose, the privilege of you not having to do all of this stuff yourself. Okay, I hope that hopefully that clears that up about costs. It's always important to check. But then let's get to the meaty stuff. Giving work to their contractor mates to help them out. And that is a quote, by the way. That is an actual response from a landlord. Now, let me just start by saying that for 99% of letting agents, that is not true. 99% of letting agents do not just give work to their contractor mates just to try and help them out. That does not happen. But I will also tell you how you can spot them when they do. So first of all, let me just ask you a few questions. If you are in this situation where you are suspicious that a letting agent has just added some work to help their contractor mates. Has the agent or the contractor provided actual, excuse me, actual evidence of the work that's required? Photos, uh, descriptions, maybe some formal information, formal quotes on letterheaded paper that says, this is what's required. This is the evidence that's led me to uh, provide this quote of work that's required. And this is why it's required. Rather than just a nice to have, oh, we might think you should paint your walls, you should get this carpet replaced. Why? Is The next thing also, is this work a significant amount of money? Really, it's got to be over a grand for you to be suspicious. Because they're, if they're going to give their contractor mates a couple of extra jobs, then to rip you off, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, then it's going to be for a bit more than 60 quid for a call out or 100 quid for a call out. And then the next question to ask is, is the work required as part of current legislation? Now, that sounds really crazy, but let's think of it logically. EICRs, for an example, the Electrical Installation Condition Report. Now, remember, this is going to sound horrible. Electricians are going to hate me for this, but electricians have landlords over a barrel at the moment. And they also have letting agents over a barrel. And I promise you this, there is not a letting agent in this country that has not had a battering from a landlord about the EICRs. Actually, letting agents, let me know, are you taking a bit of a battering on this as well? Because landlords think that agents are making this stuff up, but they're not. I promise you that. Well, for 99% anyway, I can't really vouch for that that set of idiot letting agents, 1%, the minority who just ruin everything for everybody else. But anyway, you can't ever help those. Same in any industry, isn't it? But the problem is, is that landlords only have the letting agent as the point of contact. So that's why the letting agent gets most of the battering. Now, the letting agent doesn't decide what is required as part of that electrical installation condition report. They don't carry out the inspection. They don't produce the quotes. All the letting agent does is instructs the electrician to go and carry out that inspection and produce that report and then feed that into the landlord to say this is what's required as part of this piece of legislation. And then the landlord takes the next part of the initiative, approval, decline, comparison quotes, whatever it may be. 
don't get me started on comparison quotes. It's the biggest waste of time in the world, uh, again, for 99% of the letting agents. So I'd probably also argue, by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, that most letting agents probably don't even know what's actually included in the inspection process or what's actually required for the EICR itself. I mean, there's a good, there's going to be a lot of agents that do, that put the time and the money and the effort into that training, but there's a lot of agents that won't. And look, yes, the letting agent will definitely give that work to their preferred contractor. But preferred contractor doesn't necessarily mean their mate that's trying to rip you off, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. And by the way, yes, I'm going very pro letting agent here. Of course, that's because I own a few letting agents. <clears throat> I own a few letting agents. And also, you know, I do believe in letting agents. Um, again, 99% of them. Anyway, but yes, they do give the work to the preferred contractor and they have to really because that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the letting agent's preferred contractor network. And that's because the letting agent will have worked with them for a long time. They trust them. There's a good quality of work. They're reliable. And also a lot of letting agents contractors will give the letting agent preferential appointment times, priority jobs. Meaning if the letting agent says, hey, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Contractor, need this job done ASAP, Nine times out of 10, the contractor will prioritize the letting agent's work. Now, look, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, could you get this work done cheaper? EICR, who knows? Other work, jobs, maintenance, repairs, could you get that done cheaper if you went and sorted it out yourself? Yeah, probably. You probably could. You might be able to save 10, 20 quid on a standard electrician call out. You could go on Checker Trade or Google and you could, I don't know, find a cheaper contractor. You could sort it all out yourself. Um, you'd have to hope that the contractor is actually good, qualified, by the way. And that's a really important thing with EICRs in that there are different types of electricians' qualifications. There are some electricians that may be qualified in some, some fields of electrician work, but aren't qualified to check other electricians work. That's a specific qualification. And in that instance, that means they're not able to carry out an EICR because effectively what that electrician is doing is checking on another electrician's work. So you have to check these things anyway. But yeah, you could go and do it yourself. You could um, check the qualifications of that specific contractor to make sure it's relevant to what you need doing. You could check that they're insured, vetted, that they're honest and reliable, and they're going to carry out this work to a high standard. Because if you instruct that contractor and something happens to your tenant, guess who's in trouble? It's you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, because you instructed them. Now, yeah, you could spend all your time finding the other contractors. Absolutely. And you could spend your time working with that contractor to get them to do this job to maybe save 10%, something like that, of the bill. Of course you can. But overall, the letting agent contractors get the work because they do the job properly. Overall, look, there are always going to be instances where a contractor doesn't perform at 100%. It's the same in any industry. And if you're watching this, then I would ask you, in your job, 100% of the time, do you perform at 100%? The answer is no, that's impossible. 
But that's hopefully why you've got the letting agent there to resolve those problems, to get the most, to get the best job done most of the time. That's kind of what you're going for here. Anyway, try to remember with all of this that this helps by using the preferred contractors. It helps the agent provide a better service to the only person in this relationship that pays their bills. And that's you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. You are the one that pays the letting agent's bills, not the contractors. So therefore, by using a reliable, trustworthy, good quality contractor who's qualified and insured, then they're able to provide that robust service to you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. Again, I know I'm being very pro letting agent here, but hopefully you're picking out some points that gives you something to look at in your letting agent. And by the way, I definitely should mention that if you want to talk to me and my team about managing your uh, rental property, then of course, I'd be more than happy to have that chat. Just drop me a, a comment or a message through Facebook or YouTube or wherever. Um, or email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk, and we'll set up a call and we'll talk about how management might work for you and we'll see whether it's right for you. Or if you're buying a property then uh, and you're going to rent it out, then let's talk about that, what you need to do to get it ready. Or if you want to find a good buy-to-let property. Jeez, I'm selling here. That is uh, that's some real sales pitches. Anyway, what I'm saying is if you want to talk property, property management, finding great property deals, just get in contact. Anyway. Now, I'm going to end that point, that, that section, by the way, or by saying that I'm sure I probably speak for most letting agents when I say there's never been a time when a contractor has said, hi, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Letting Agent, I need an extra 60 quid job. Can you sort me out? I need 60 quid. Doesn't work. Doesn't happen. If, if that's going to happen, it's going to be for a much higher amount. So anyway, right. Next part about is your letting agent trying to rip you off is making up jobs to make some extra money. I know. Bold claim. Is your letting agent making up jobs to make extra money? I'm going to give you a little uh, story in a minute about um, a local agent to me. I'm not going to mention a name, but I'll tell you the story about some sort of dodgy goings on here. But landlords, this is probably your main suspicion when it comes to things that cost you money, right? And when I asked a ton of landlords about this, this was a very common thing that they felt like the letting agent was making up jobs to, to try and just get money from them. So, oh, by the way, if this is your suspicion, then get in contact. Let me know. I, I'm really keen to understand what other landlords think in their experiences. So you've got to ask yourself the question, does this job actually need doing? Is the letting agent making this job up? Now, that doesn't mean that you need to attack and criticize and analyze and um, challenge every single job that's required. But you probably have some suspicions uh, on a case by case basis of jobs that you think, well, hang on a minute, that doesn't seem right. So I go back to what I said earlier, where a good agent and a good contractor will provide actual evidence of the problem, the suggested solution, and the cost involved in solving that problem. Those three things should be minimal. What's the problem? What's the evidence to support that problem? What's the solution? And how much is it going to cost? Simple. Everything costs money, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. I'm sorry to say it. Now, 
there are a few things that you would probably ask if you are that suspicious landlord. You might think, well, hang on, that didn't need doing last year when I went to see the house. And you would think, well, that seems like a lot of money for something that isn't necessarily required. So the short answer to the question of is your letting agent making up maintenance and repair jobs to cost you extra money or to make themselves some extra money? The short answer for 99 percent of letting agents is no, they do not make up jobs, do not make up jobs. And I'm confident when I say that for most of the letting agents out there that they do not make up jobs. Think about it. What would the agent actually get here? If they were to make up jobs to get some extra money out of you, what would the letting agent actually get? There's a couple of things. If this letting agent was really going to take a ton of risk, big risk to rip you off, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, then they're going to do it for more than 100 quid for an electrician call out. Or they're going to do it for more than 60 quid for a plumber call out or even 200 quid for painting of a wall or a little bit of plaster that needs fixing, something like that. If they're going to rip you off, it's a big risk, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. So they're going to do it for a few grand rather than just a little couple of hundred quid. And I would argue that that is true of all letting agents in that not saying that they do rip you off if if it's more than a couple of grand. I should probably point that out. What I mean is, is that a letting most letting agents would agree with me on that. If a dodgy letting agent is going to rip you off, it's going to be for a big job. It's going to be for a substantial amount of money. Because remember, the letting agent only gets 10% of the, of the markup if they're marking up. Or they only get a little bit of a fee from the contractor, a referral fee. So the question to ask yourself, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, what is the letting agent actually getting out of this £60 plumber call out or this £100 electrician call out or this 500 quid electrical installation condition report, which shows you that these 10 things need doing, it's going to cost you 500 quid. What is the letting agent actually getting out of that deal? But look, there's, there's obviously counter arguments to all of this. And sometimes landlords will feel that a letting agent is overcharging, that a letting agent is making up jobs or is suggesting improvements to the property or repairs to the property that might not actually need doing. So I would go back to that point. What's the problem? What's the evidence that supports that problem? What's the solution? And how much is it going to cost? If you've got the right evidence, then you as a landlord can look at that stuff and say, yes or no. It's up to you. Now, there is a local agent here, and I'm not going to mention a name, but they actually have a maintenance target each month. That's fine. Look, all letting agents should forecast for maintenance jobs. Absolutely. However, they have a maintenance markup target each month. And I know this because I know a member of staff there and they drive to it. So if they start getting towards the end of the month and they're not hitting their maintenance targets, they start pushing maintenance jobs. That's crazy. So if you're a landlord and you start seeing an influx of contractor jobs in the last week of the month, maybe that's what it is. Now, that's not the same in any case, but that situation is just mental. They make jobs up. They force landlords to do additional work. It's just crazy. And the last thing I want to end with, 
because I'm a bit late for my call with a, a very important gentleman. Sorry, uh, Matt, if you're watching this, I'm going to be with you in a minute. <laughs> anyway, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is contractor invoice markup versus contractor management feeds. Now, look, let's face it, right? If you're a landlord, you absolutely hate letting agents marking up the contractor invoices because you see it as additional money for the letting agent that's costing you additional money, that you're paying for the contractor invoice and you're paying another 10% or whatever it might be to the letting agent. What I would say is there's a couple of points that you might want to consider in all this. I'm probably never going to change your mind on that because there are a lot of landlords that anything that costs them a little bit of money is terrible. Um, but a couple of points to remember. First of all, most if not all of the big companies do it. They all mark up on your contractor invoices. Now, some don't. Some um, smaller letting agents don't add a, add a markup. But mine, for an example, my, my company charged the contractors a management fee for managing their jobs. And that's just simply between the contractor and the letting agent, right? And it's nothing to do with the invoice. And in fact, if the contractor's invoice is non-competitive, then it's our role as the managing agent for the, for the landlord to challenge that, to the, challenge that invoice, challenge that quote. And then if needs be, if we think it's not valid, then we'll start. And, and by the way, most letting agents will do this then if they don't feel that's a fair quote or a fair uh, invoice, then they'll get comparison quotes for you. Now, what it is, is that the letting agent does so much more than just pop an email to a contractor. And landlords won't see this. And that's why I want to introduce you to this world. And if you think about it, the letting agent has to provide a service to the contractor as well. They manage their jobs. So for example, my, my letting agent spends a lot of money on a maintenance system which records all maintenance issues, tracks them to make sure they're completed and so on and so on and so on. It's an expensive bit of kit, but the contractors benefit from this because the letting agent then manages all their jobs, manages all their invoices to make sure they're paid, gives them a guaranteed payment as well. That's another thing that letting agents provide for contractors. They arrange all their visits with the tenants, follow up visits as well. They administer the paperwork. They administer the paperwork between the contractor and the letting agent, as well as the uh, contractor and the landlord, all of those things. And really, it's a tiny amount of money that just covers the time that a letting agent provides to the contractor for managing their work. And the contractor pays that invoice and they're all aware that they shouldn't add that to the invoice because the invoice is for the job and then the fee is for the letting agent managing everything for the contractor. And I think that's fair. I'd be interested to hear your views on that. I think that's a fair way of doing it. Other agents will just add 10% to the invoice. Some, some will charge more. I don't know, but um, I've known of letting agents that do 20% in some instances, but who knows? Anyway, some agents will just add 10%. Now, I think that's fair because anything in this world is not free. You can't be a business if you don't charge for your service. And if you're providing a service to the contractor, you should charge for that. If you're providing a service to the landlord, you should charge for that. And landlords, in the same way that you charge rent to your tenant, it's just a business. That's what it is. So, yeah, remembering back to what I said at the beginning here, your management fee, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, is a subscription. It's a membership. It's to have that agent as your manager. It doesn't cover the additional time and work and resources that letting agent is required 
to provide in order to manage your property. And if you think of it like a mobile phone, for example, you'll pay your line rental, which argument sakes, £30 a month. And that will include a certain amount of calls, certain amount of texts, certain amount of data. And then anything else that you pay for is chargeable on top. So if you add some more data, if you add some more calls, some more text, or if you just use text and calls and stuff outside of your free stuff, then you'll pay for that. If you want a new phone, you'll pay for it. It doesn't all come included in that line rental. Now, I must admit, there are some landlords that spend 50 quid a month on their managing agent and expect them to spend hours and hours and hours providing additional services. So, you know, look, the argument is if you if you are paying your letting agent and then you're spending all your time um, chasing this and arguing that and trying to get comparisons for this, comparisons for that, it's probably better for you to, to manage the property yourself because all you're doing is paying somebody else but then using your own time and your own energy, your own stress to, to manage your own property. Because that, that's a really important part as well because profit isn't just about money. It's A lot of people think it is, but it's not. It's about having an investment property, certainly in this industry, having an investment property which grows in value, produces profit from the rent, doesn't take up all your time, doesn't take up all your energy, and doesn't cause you stress. Because otherwise, you might as well not pay a letting agent and take it all on yourself. Spend all that money on training for legislation and process and protocol and red tape and all that stuff. You might as well do it all yourself. Now, I did do a video, by the way, actually, I should probably mention here, I did a video on um, how you can do all of that. So how you can make the most profit without using up your time and so on. This is for DIY landlords as well as letting agent managed landlords. Because for some reason, investors and landlords turn mental when they start investing in property or, or when it comes to investing in property. Rather than thinking like investors there are a lot of people in the industry that start thinking like landlords. Now, invest, by the way, investors make profit. Investors are all about making profit, not using up their own time, but landlords just lose it. <laughs> investors make profit, landlords lose profit. And in that video, I'll explain how you can maximize that profit without sacrificing your time and energy. It's just a couple of really simple steps. It's free as well. It's completely free steps that you can follow to maximize your profit, minimize the time that you spend, and so on. It's kind of like the anonymous landlord mentality. So that's it. So just to, re, I guess, really summarize and conclude, is your letting agent stealing money from you, ripping you off? I'll be honest with you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, probably not. It might seem like it, but try to remember that rule. If your letting agent is going to try and make up maintenance jobs and try and rip you off for money, then they're not going to do it for a couple of hundred quid because it's a huge risk. Now, I hope that clears a few things up. I'd love to know your thoughts. But in the meantime, everybody have a great day. Speak to you all later. Bye. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.